Well, good morning, everybody. This is Melvin York, and I'm here with you with uh, Daddy Peach Global Food. And uh, we've been talking about some of the ways that our food's being handled, our food supply, how it's being handled, uh, maybe not handled well enough, maybe uh, handled too well, and maybe we're putting the blame on the wrong people on handling some of the food. We went over and give you two excellent websites, and you can join for emails, which would be the USDA, and that is the United States Department of Agriculture. You can go on there, and there's worlds and worlds and worlds of information on shortages, recalls, and uh, different things of that nature. Now, also, they handle about 20% of our food supply. And when I say handle, I mean by overseeing, making sure it's safe, and we have security. Uh, then the other agency would be the FDA, and uh, well, they handle about 80% of our food security. Again, you need to go on their website, join that. You can join the emails and find out uh, the food shortages and the drug shortages or recalls, and this is a daily thing in the United States. Uh, you would be surprised what's being recalled. Uh, and what we're shortage of. And again, the USDA, the FDA for sure will give you the shortages on the different drugs that's out. And that's the one that's a little bit scary too. Now, what we want to talk about, have I been doing this research? What I found out that uh, when we're talking about food shortage, it always comes back to food security or the security of our food. And uh, we have a lot of the uh, big companies that's getting involved. They're uh, throwing in the, their dime into it. A big one in this would be, and that handles drugs and food, is the Bear Global Corporation. You can go on Bear's site. You will not believe if you look at all the companies that they own or represent, uh, it's hard to believe. Uh, we started out talking uh, about uh, the shortages of food. Was there a shortage? Uh, you look on websites and our government agencies, and they say there's not a food shortage. But again, when we go and look under food security, we'll see that uh, that's the number one thing that all of these agencies are really up in arms about. Now, just to give you a, um, a what if, let's do some what ifs today. And uh, not to scare anybody, because that's not what this is about. Uh, again, I'd like to say this at every podcast. We're not here to pick sides politically. Uh, we're just here to state the facts and get you as much truth out about uh, our food, what state it's in, how healthy it is, how it's coming in, how it's going out. And then you make your own opinion uh, to see where you're at and what you need to do. Um, about this food shortage, security, uh, you pick your own terminology. Now, one thing that I was surprised of that I found there are a lot that we can do, uh, and I'm going to give you numbers and compare years on our next podcast or either uh, the one after that, but I'm going to let you know uh, why we're doing things on producing food the way we're doing uh, with certain different biotechniques. And all I'm going to give you bushels and things like that uh, in the upcoming podcast. 
But right now, uh, I was looking through, so what can we do in the end, as an individual uh, to help this situation? Most of the time we're saying, well, it's big government. Well, it's already created. There's nothing I can do about it as one individual. But uh, I think they are. I think that you will be surprised that there's a lot you can do. Uh, in the United States of America, the good old U.S. here, Food waste is estimated between 30 and 40% of the food supply. Now, I know you didn't hear what I said, or right now you'd be dropping your mouth open going, wow. Uh, the United States food waste is estimated between 30 and 40% of the food supply. This figure is based on estimates from the USDA Economic Research Service of 31% food loss at the retail and consumer levels. Now, that's at the retail and the consumer levels, all right? That's not accounting for in the farm or giving it to the retail. This is, once it gets at the retail and it gets to your household, there's 31% of food loss. Now, that's a lot. That is a lot. And just to give you an idea of what a lot is, it's 133 billion pounds and about $161 billion worth of food. This was in 2010. That was 12 years ago. And we know that it's only gotten worse. So when we go on down and look, just to check and see, uh, we do have the USDA. We've got the EPA in here giving their numbers. We also have the FDA. And there are, these agencies all come in as such a big deal to a joint effort on trying to help reduce this at every level. Now, uh, just for your information, the 2019-2020 Federal Intricacy Strategy in April of 2019, these three agencies got together to highlight just this, uh, the food waste. And this is just amazing that everybody's working on it. So it tells you what kind of a problem that we're in just there. Uh, but we do have all of our food agencies working with that. Their goal is, and they've set a goal, to reduce food waste at least by 50% by the year 2030. That's eight years away from today. So uh, they've started things like uh, trying to make uh, our businesses, our farmers, our retailers, and now the individuals aware. Uh, wasted food, as we said, is a growing problem in our modern society. And uh, in 2017 alone, Almost 41 million tons of food were, were waste generated. Now, that was 2017. You can see how much it's grown since uh, just uh, 2010. Uh, with every single day, we're filling up our, uh, our landfills. Uh, we're filling up uh, those completely. We're either burning it uh, to recover some of it, but nothing else is being diverted into energy out of this uh, 41 million tons, but only about 6.3%. And that's making it to the composting and landfills and uh, using it to burn for energy. So that just gives you an idea of what's going on. Now, some of the, uh, I guess I would say, what some of our biggest uh, concerns would be if uh, we look 
and who maybe is the uh, biggest stakeholder in here. Um, we're trying to, number one, our goal is to reduce the volume of surplus food generated. Okay. And by that, we're talking about waste. How do we do that? We need to donate extra food to food banks, soup kitchens, and shelters instead of it going to the landfill, instead of it laying on the grocery store shelves like uh, especially fresh foods, getting to the point that it makes it to the landfill or, or hopefully it would make it to a compost facility. Uh, but we can only see that was 6.3%. Now, feed the animals. There's actually, there can... Scraps can be fed and turned into animal food, which again then turns back in to a product that we can consume or eat. Uh, industrial uses, waste oils, rambling, uh, fuel conserve, uh, conservation, uh, food scouts for digestion to recover energy. Now, there's one uh, particular landfill that's not far from me. They are uh, catching the gases off of the landfill, running generators, empowering a good part of their community just off of that. We know that composting is a great idea to do that, but here's the thing about it. There's two things that uh, I know that we're using that. That's better for than filling the landfills up. It is better. It is better. It is better. But in composting, we have so much right now of uh, forest waste, wood waste, we have other waste, and everybody's composting everything. But if we don't have that waste, we don't have to send it to a composting facility, which we're already, uh, seems like we got compost facilities on every street corner now. I know that's great. I'm all for composting. That's what we do. And But one of the hardest things to compost that I've ever seen would be your food waste. Now, and there's only certain things of that that you can run through a compost um, effectively and uh, resell or reuse. Um, so that's one of the things we're doing. Another thing we're doing, uh, and we're going to get into this too, how many bushels of corn, how many bushels of soybeans, uh, how many bushels of other grain are we using to produce energy to go into a gas tank or a, uh, a fuel tank? or any other thing. Uh, we're taking our food sources and we're using those uh, to produce energy with. Now, and when we could do it in a different way, just as I talked about the landfill, but yet we're doing it this way. We're losing fields, foreign fields in America to one, growing grains for uh, to make a fuel. Number two, we're losing fields to put in solar panels again to make energy. So we are losing fields. Uh, we might as well say we're losing the field and the field crops also uh, to make uh, energy or fuel. So these are the things that we need to look after. Not only do we need to cut on our food waste, we need to also consume on our energy uses because we do have plenty of each if we handle it right. Now, I'm telling you, I looked at my own household and uh, the 30 to 40% thing, I thought there's no way. There's no way we waste that much food at our house. Okay. Uh, couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe it. But when I got, got to looking over the last week, 
we might not do 30 or 40%, but I bet we're knocking on the door at 20. And so well, I kind of give everybody a, a wake up to what we were doing here. And people, we do it and we don't know we're doing it. So my, uh, I guess my call today to each and every one of you is just to look around, do see what you actually do throw into the garbage and how much of our food is wasted. It uh, just totally blows me away. I know that now I was born in the early 50s, uh, grew up rural North Carolina. Uh, we didn't have uh, basically food waste. Uh, number one, it, whatever you peeled or if you cut corn off the cob to make cream corn or anything like that, we had what we called a slop bucket because everybody usually in the neighborhood had a couple of hogs that you grew for food. We took those uh, food waste or scraps, put them in the bucket, fed the hogs with them along with their regular feed. Uh, my grandmother, my mother, if anything like leftovers, they would always put it together and then we'll, you know, many times uh, they were a little corn left over, maybe a little green beans left over, something like on the table, they mixed them together and you see it at the next meal, but nothing was wasted. So maybe we need to go back to some of these uh, ways of doing things. But I ask you to please look around uh, and see just how much your family is contributing to that 30 to 35%. Uh, even up to 40 in some realms of food waste. Uh, individually, if we all cut that, that means we have more. I was also thinking today, and this is a what if. What if we all did that and how much uh, more secure would our food system be? What if, what if we were ahead of trucker strike in the United States that lasts for 30 days? No trucks moving. What would we do then? Our grocery stores and our shelves won't handle 30 days without being empty. I'm real sure that it probably wouldn't handle 15, so there would be very, very few things left. So these are the things that we need to do when we're talking about food security, when uh, uh, you hear us talking about that we stockpile a little of this and we stockpile a little of that. We don't do it out of fear. You know, fear don't need to motivate anything, but reality does. The things that can, and we've seen here in the last few years with this pandemic happen. So we're just trying to give you some helpful hints on how to stay uh, healthy, uh, how to be prepared. And these are things that could happen. We hope that don't happen. Well, in the next few, we're going to talk about some of the productions of food, what's going on, how much we've gained, uh, and maybe what we've lost. I don't know. We'll do a little more of that. But uh, we sure would love to hear from you on this. Uh, your comments. Uh, what I would like to do is challenge everybody uh, today to go in, and today is August 1. I would like to hear from you by at least August 31. And go in and tell me, uh, honestly, look around how much food that your family wastes and how much you have uh, done to change that. How much less waste have you done in these 30 days? I would like to make that a challenge to you, and I'd like for you to uh, comment on that or let us know. Uh, you can do that by going to our website, uh, daddypeats.com, and click on our podcast, and you can go there and leave your comments uh, or any question that you have. We'd love to hear from you on that. 
Keep in mind, all this is coming from the USDA, the FDA, the EPA. These are all government numbers that's been collected. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. That's where you go to. Again, you'll notice if you do go to these pages, it's on food shortages, uh, sometimes on drug shortages, uh, then recalls on both also. While you're on our page, uh, the Daddy Peach page, you can also sign up for our monthly email. We'd love to have you do that. And uh, we send that out to you once a month, maybe help you with your gardening. Uh, also listen to our podcast, uh, Gardening with Daddy Peach. Uh, we do that several times a week also. And if you get a moment, just kind of go through and look around and uh, at our different products. And again, we are a dairy, uh, still working dairy. Uh, we are a compost facility, and we do compost and make all these organic mixes for you or natural mixes. I like to call them, but a lot of, a lot of people use the terminology or organic, but I like to use the word natural. But uh, and look around and uh, see if there's anything there that uh, might interest you. Well, until next time, uh, you've been listening to Melvin York here, and uh, we've been doing global food with Daddy Pete. <laughs>